0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host Swim Lou. The Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors. One seventeen to ninety seven win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, and um I'm not gonna lie to you, this was very easy for the Raptors. Uh the Cavaliers I count at least two times, maybe three, that they just threw the ball out of bounds for seemingly no reason. Um, not sure why they did that. Not sure why a professional basketball team would consistently fail to throw outlet passes. Um, but yeah. You know, nevertheless, I'm, I'm happy the Raptors pr- uh, close it out with a professional effort. Look, the Raptors are now 17-0 and 0 against teams under 500. And that's, in large part, when you go 17-0, and 0, that's how you win 70 games in a calendar year. I mean, of course, it helps to go to the NBA Finals and win the NBA Finals. That definitely helps. Those 16 added wins help. But, uh, yeah, the Raptors close out the year of 2019 properly with a very professional effort, um, you know, at no point did I feel like the game was in doubt. Uh it was uh it's kind of a stress free game. Which is kind of, you know, good. Um, you know, there haven't been a lot of stress free games since the injuries, since Pascal and Norm and, and and Gasol have gone out sort of been uh every game has been a dog fight. And even the Raptors win, it's a fight. If the Raptors lose, people are fighting in the comments and stuff like that. Um But yeah, this was just Nice, chill, easy. Like, again, thank you to the Cavs. Not a very professional team. But I don't know what they're doing. Kevin Love, uh, <laughs> you know, I already talked about Kevin Love in the last time the Raptors played the Cavs. So, won't rag too much on Kevin Love. Although, there's one possession where I forget who drove into the middle of the paint, but Love was the help defender standing right at the rim. He was in position. He literally just turned and let the guy drive in for a layup. And then all the Cavaliers stared at him like, Bro, are we a joke to you? And it's like, Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Kevin Love wants to leave. But,. The Raptors, yeah, a very a very professional win. Um, you know, a very efficient outing in terms of the way they played offensively. Defensively, not too much intensity, but, you know, you did not need to play too much intensity against the Cavs. They're just not a very good team overall. And, um, you know, they showed it tonight. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's really sad. I mean, if you take away the bigs in the middle with the Cavaliers, and I would say Tristan and Kevin Love are probably two of their best players, but if you take those two guys away, like, I don't know. The rest of the guys are just kind of fine. Like, no matter how many points Colin Sexton scores or Darius Garland scores or even Kevin Porter Jr. off the bench scores, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, their big man is just kind of like the f- hub of the team. If they win, they need Love and Tristan to be great. And the Love and Tristan were not great tonight. I thought the Raptors, um, you know, so first off, a bit of a surprise before the game, but Nick Nurse announced that, you know, he was going to change the starting lineup. He didn't say who was going to be the change, but uh, shortly before tip off was announced that OG was going to come off the bench, uh, and Rondé was going to be promoted to starting lineup. That was surprising for well, I mean it's surprising. It's not surprising. It was surprising because Nurse um, had benched Rondé a lot. Like Rondé against OKC played only three minutes. It was in one quick shift where he committed three fouls and had two turnovers and was benched. And he whipped his headband, you know, and he came out of the game. Um, so it was surprising in that sense because, I, I you know, I, I haven't really sensed a lot of favoritism towards Rondé from, from Nick Nurse this year. Uh, if anything, Nurse has been not unnecessarily harsh, but just like uh, – what's the best way to describe the way Nick Nurse is said with, with Rondé? It's just like he's treated him, you know, kind of just like, you know, that that kid in class that doesn't pay attention and it's just, you know – just has not given him special treatment whatsoever. Anytime he does anything well, he's like, well, you know, Ronda's not very skilled and stuff like that. So I've I just been very surprised with the way um, – not ronda has been treated. I, I think it's not surprising that, um, you know, he's had a hard time coming into the team because the Raptors do have a lot of depth. But it, I think it, it was just surprising because Nurse has been, you know, not – you know, just – he hasn't really given any Ronda any handouts. Uh, but it was also not surprising in the sense that, A, I think for the matchup, I think Rondé plays a little bit better at power forward than OG does. OG has the strength for it, but just traditionally he's not played well as a four. I actually asked him preseason um, if he was more if he identified more as a three or more as a four, and he said definitely more of a three. and And it's his effectiveness is always better as a three. Uh, if you looked at the matchup, I mean, you wanted somebody out there to neutralize Kevin Love. Not um, saying OG couldn't have done it, but you know, I think Rondé was probably better equipped for it. So maybe the matchup was good too. Um, Now, granted, I don't think Nurse is going to be matching up against the Cavaliers all that much. Let's be real. You could, I mean, I don't know. They could have started O'Shea Brissett and won this game. Um, But, you know, it's also not that surprising because OJ had been really struggling. And I covered that on the last podcast against OKC where he went 0-for-7 from the uh, the three-point arc. Uh, And, you know, he had been shooting a very miserable 11-of-60 from three before this game, the 10 games before that. Uh, In the five games before that, OJ hit 2-of-19 from three. So um, it's not all that surprising that he will come out of the starting line. It's, you know, he has uh, definitely not dominated the game by any means. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, but I- I'll say for this game at least, it worked out really well because you compare what OG and Rondé gave you in last game against OKC, like the two of them combined for like I think six points, missed a bunch of shots, did not really play well at all. Not that good defensively to be honest. Neither of them really got a chance to guard Chris Ball or Shea and those were the two guys that were hurting the Raptors. You compare it to what they did today, much better. Now, granted, obviously, you play the Cavs. You are going to be a lot better, but uh, Rondé in the starting lineup, fourteen points, five rebounds, two assists. Uh, was very persistent in attacking the rim. Got to the free throw line five times. Honestly, the juxtaposition between how hard Rondé plays and how much Kevin Hard Kevin Love hates his job uh, <laughs> was 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 really funny to watch. Rondé um, just you know going to the rim all the time, and Love for the most part just taking a bunch of jumpers, not really playing defense at all. Uh, and then OG responded really well to the benching. Um OG actually ended up playing more minutes than Ronde. OG came off the bench, played 30. That's the most he's played in a while. Uh, And OG was solid. Was really solid. Like, you know, his first shift, he came into the game, first couple possessions, didn't really get it. Nurse calls timeout. Out of the timeout, the play is for OG. Um going one-on-one against Kevin Porter. Sort of a clear out in the post. OG sort of uh you know you know, OG is very strong in the post. And uh just basically put the rookie onto the rim and went in for a layup. That was nice to see. Then shortly after that, to end the quarter, about three point six seconds left. Play again, run for OG. Where uh, Raptors sort of had to qu- quickly inbound and get a shot up on a short shot clock situation. OG comes off a screen, turns around, catches and uh, fires into three. Pretty impressive. You you rarely see OG shoot catch a shoot on the move. Um, you know he's mostly a standstill shooter. So for him to hit that shot was was nice um so he started two for two then he had a corner three and i was like all right he's doing some things and i thought og just sort of maintained that momentum throughout like this is not a sensational beginning, by og by any means this honestly was very typical of what og did at the start of the season if you look at the numbers 12 points five of eight shooting from the field two or three from three you know seven rebounds four assists a steal plus 13 and 30 minutes like that is what og was giving you at the start of the year and of course you know um the, he had the eye injuries. He got you know clawed in the eye by Kawhi, and it was very uh, unfortunate. And he got hit in the eye, you know, again sort, shortly thereafter. I think against Sacramento. Um, and tonight, actually, he got hit in the eye again, which is, I mean, bro, what is going on? Stop hitting OG's eyes. Um, but yeah, you know, like this is what he was giving at the start of the season. He's capable of giving you this, and if he gives you this consistently, man's gonna be back in the starting lineup, no problem. Now Nurse said after the game. Uh, you know, in part it was due to matchups with Kevin Love. Um, in part it was due to, um, you know, he wanted to shuffle the lineup to see what was going on. And he also said that, you know, it wasn't a punishment on the part of OG. Like he wasn't trying to send him a message or anything like that. Um, nurse doesn't really operate that way. Let's be real. He doesn't try to show up his players. Um, he's, he's pretty frank with what he says. And sometimes that comes across as real blunt, um, you know, just look back at what he said about Rondé and Stanley Johnson at the start of the season. Um, but, you know, he doesn't really try to show up his guys. Uh, I think he likes OG. I think, you know, he just OG had been struggling. It's it's not unusual to try something out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the positive is that OG responded positively, right? He, he could have sulked. Uh, he could have become more withdrawn. He could have showed a lack of effort. He could have taken it the wrong way. He didn't take it the wrong way. In fact, one of the things I really liked the most about OG tonight was on one play, he had a turnover, forced a little bit offensively, got the ball straight from him. It was a throw one fast break. You know, Kyle Lowry, uh, you know, just as a lone man back, defending against three guys. Kyle actually is in good position, challenges the first shot. Um, you know, the shot, it gets missed. And then on the rebound, it looked like the Cavs were going to get an easy putback. But, uh, but OG was the first one to sprint down the floor after, uh, you know, Lowry, obviously, and uh, blocked the shot out of bounds and swatted the ball. And I actually got the Raptors to stop. And, you know, I don't know, man. It's the Cavaliers. Uh, Nobody was making a lot of effort out there. The Cavs weren't playing hard, and the Raptors didn't have to play hard to beat them. But I I like that OG played with that intensity, not just to erase his own mistake, but just like, hey, look, listen. You're on the spotlight now. I watched OG very closely. I'm sure a lot of people watched OG very closely after a game where he gets benched, you know. And uh, he responded well. So that was positive. Um... The other thing that came out of tonight's game that was really fun was the fourth quarter. Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis, man. Love this kid. Um, He matched his career high with 19 points. Um, it's, It's weird always talking about rookies' career highs when it's like he's only played like 30 games. Um It's weird to talk about career high. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Terrence was good. Really good tonight. 19 points. 14 of those came in the fourth quarter there. I really wish the Raptors gave him one more shot just to get to his first 20-point game. It would have been nice. Um, But, you know, nevertheless, 19 is very, very good. He had 14 in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was very fun. Uh, You know, he was just relentlessly attacking and looking for his offense. And uh, the first three shots that Terrence hit, in the fourth quarter were all driving kick sequences from Fred VanVleet. Um, You know, Fred had two, uh, just, you know, just, he would attack. The Cavs would try to collapse on him. And then, uh, boom, he'd swing the ball. And, uh, you know, Terrence was there. Terrence did a really good job of also repositioning himself so he would be available and free on the catch and reading the play to get to an open spot. Um, but then, you know, after that, the Raptors called timeout. Nurse drives up a play. And, uh, you know, this might be one of the first times all season where, where Nurse has drawn up a play for the rookie, the undrafted rookie. And the Raptors have been running the hammer play a lot. Last year they ran it a lot, obviously, for Danny Green. Um, this year they run it, for the most part, for Kyle Lowry and occasionally for Fev. They ran it for Terrence Davis tonight. And same kind of deal, um, you know, on one side of the floor, Fev. Iveli's the pick and roll. and he drives towards the baseline, then whips a pass, you know, around – The defender's on the baseline into the opposite corner for Terrence Davis, who rises up, hits the three. Uh, And, you know, it was just – he was in a rhythm after that. um, You know, TD caught a pass off a curl. And this is your KFC bucket of the game, by the way. We get into it early. But, uh, yeah, Terrence Davis comes off a curl from Serge Ibaka, catches the pass from Kyle Lowry, splits two Cavaliers defenders – and finishes strong with a two-handed dunk. It was it was very impressive. He gets he gets a foul call as well. Um, yeah, he was roaring to the crowd. It was very nice to see. You know, Terrence is uh, really soft-spoken. Uh, re- you know, really nice guy. Um, you know, it's it's not surprising that him and Fred combined on so many shots. Uh, he assisted Fred for a three in the uh, in the first quarter, and 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 Fred hit him with three threes in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's been said many times on this pod, but, uh, you know, Fred has taken Terrence under his wing. Uh, they did that. He did that at the start of the summer. Um, you know, Terrence got drafted. The two of them uh, played together at the Regal Hines runs where like there was like 10 Raptors there, um, you know, before the season started. They're back in Toronto. Fred takes Terrence out for dinner. And teaches them everything from, like, financial literacy to, like, how to operate a pick-and-roll. Like, all the good stuff, really, you know. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, they've just looked out for each other. I mean, There's a lot of moments when you see him in practice or in scrums or whatever. It's very clear that, like, you know. Like, Terrence is basically, uh, Fred least, Padawan. If you're, if you're a Star Wars fan or, or if you're not, like, just a protege, like, it's it's like that. It's it's real adorable, you know. They give each other a lot of love, uh, you know. Every time Terrence has a, has a media scrum, Fred usually comes over and teases him and talks about how he's big time or says he's talking too much and stuff like that. So um, it, it's it's nice to see. They definitely got a nice connection. Uh, they connected for four threes tonight. Uh, it was nice to see. And then everything else is just I don't know, man. Everything was working for the Raptors. I, I mean, like nobody really had a bad game. Like it, was, it was, <laughs> I mean, Macaw kind of got. He got a, he got hard fouled by uh, Chetty Osmond early in the game, uh, and he had to come out. Uh, but he returned to the game. He was fine. So it was like, all right, cool. McCaw gives you the typical DeMarcus All-Stat line of six points, four rebounds, four assists uh, in 22 minutes. Um, you know, Fred missed a couple of shots near the rim. He got called for a tech. I mean, honestly, he could have got a couple more calls is what I'm trying to say. But whatever. Um, he could also finish a couple of more layups. Not a bad game for Fred, though. I would say it's just average, okay. He was really good defensively. He had four blocks, which is a little wild. I mean, I would say some of those were steals, more than blocks, but whatever. He he did he did get Kevin Love once too, which was kind of nice. Um, uh, I, I like the I like the way Kyle Lowry played tonight. Uh, very much in control. Thirty six minutes, twenty four points, eight assists, uh, and only one turnover. Just in just in complete control of the game, man. Um, Kyle. The one thing I like from Caldera out is is like he's really mixing up his offense. Um I felt like last 2 years in particular, uh, maybe last 3 years really, but um you know, the Raptors have made more of an emphasis to shoot the three-pointer. Um, and of course, DeMar DeRozan was there to sort of operate in the mid-range area, and then after he was traded for Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi did a lot of his operating in the mid-range area, so in order to just create space and not crowd up the floor, especially with Pascal also emerging as a guy who, honestly, he operated in the post and operated in the mid-range area a lot, especially this year now, Um, Kyle had to just really be a guy who went to the rim or shot threes, and that was always two parts of his games that were great and made him a really efficient player, but also one part that was sort of lost, was that Kyle's always been a really good mid-range player as well. Uh, he definitely has the ability to create a shot from there. Um, one of the most memorable shots from Kyle Lowry, I remember as a Raptor, was uh, the pull-up over Matthew Della Badova for the Raptors to beat LeBron's Cavs. Uh, it, was, it was just a great, great play. I think that was the play that created the iconic photo of DeMar DeRozan hugging Kyle Lowry, um very tenderly, I would say, uh, and Kyle Lowry looking back at him um but you know i'm not trying to disrupt the titanic or anything but it's kind of similar to be honest um but yeah kyle has always been a really good mid-range player and uh especially with pascal going down and and kyle elevating as to that that main playmaker role uh he's been doing a lot more scoring and a lot more of that scoring has come from the mid-range area and honestly i don't hate it like i know it's not necessarily the most efficient shot but if you're kyle and you need to get space and sort of get defenders to get up on you and something like that. Like if defenders are going to just take away the, the, the rim and the three point arc, I don't want to see him force a shot necessarily. I want to see him get to the mid range. That's one of the areas that separates Kyle from Fred. Like Fred doesn't have that same mid range game that Kyle does. Kyle's very smart about it. Like he had a quick turnaround jumper mid range area uh, uh, that he pulled out in the first quarter against uh, I think Colin Sexton. he had the same move against Kemba Walker for his uh, 30th point on the night uh against the celtics the other night uh and then he had one in the third quarter where he collects uh he had kevin love sort of guarding him i put I even mean, guarding in, in air quotes man i mean kevin love guarding people these days it's a rare sight uh but i mean you know kyle had kevin love on him and uh hit him with a quick baseline jumper um you know also from the mid-range area and it's just like yeah i, I missed that part of his game and kyle at this point right now Kyle's in such a good groove where he's scoring at all levels. And that's when you're really effective as a scorer. When you can hit the three, he hit four threes tonight. He took 12 attempts, but whatever, four threes is four threes. Um, you get to the rim, you get fouled, and and on top of that, he's hitting the memory shot. So Kyle's in a great rhythm. He's in a great groove. Um, if you look at it tonight, I mean, like eight assists and 24 points, only one turnover. That's freaking amazing. Uh and also even just like the minor stuff. Like if you watch Kyle and the way he sort of interacts with his guys, like one play, Terrence Davis overplayed a passing lane, allowed the back door cut, and the guy scored. And Kyle looked at him afterwards and was like, Yo, what the hell are you doing? Like, don't do that again. Uh and then another play, Ronde gets a little wild, uh, throws a pass away, and Kyle tells him, like, calm down. Just 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 chill, man. You you always you always have no chill whatsoever, Ronda. Um and even in, you know, even in the uh, to end of the third quarter, there, Kyle was uh, the last man back in transition against uh, Kevin Porter Jr. And uh, Porter went up for a layup. Kyle sort of uh, got his hand right underneath and poked the ball free, and the referee called for a foul. Um, Lowry immediately gestured to Nick Nurse, told him, "Yo, review that. Review that." Nurse then looked at the screen, saw that it was a uh, saw that it was a clean strip uh and reviewed the play and Kyle won the you no know, one won the challenge or i mean nurse won the challenge but really Kyle won the challenge so Kyle just he was great tonight um you know again he's he's done a lot more to a, a lot better teams of late so this is not surprising but Kyle was masterful uh, and the last guy i really want to praise is uh you know Serge Ibaka, man uh just a really efficient outing you know it's. It, it, I'm not saying Tristan Thompson is the hardest guy to guard, but it does take a lot of energy out of you because he is a guy who works relentlessly on the glass, loves playing here in Toronto. Um, and, you know, Serge is a little undersized as compared to Tristan, especially t- in terms of strength. And, um, you know, the Raptors did do a really good job of sending help, uh, you know, whether it was McCall or Fred or Kyle, Ronde, whoever it was. It was a lot of uh, swarming and gang rebounding to sort of make sure they would collect, like collect the missed shot. And the Cavaliers as a whole um, only had eight offensive rebounds. Now, Tristan did grab four of them, but still, it's a manageable number. Um, and honestly, Serge did a pretty good job himself. I mean, he got 10 rebounds uh, in 33 minutes, and Tristan Thompson got 11 in 32. So if you're telling me Tristan only collects one more rebound than Serge, I'm pretty happy with that matchup, especially considering Serge also gives you 20 points on 8 of 11 shooting with two threes. So, um you know I like the way Serge played. Now I wish you know his pick and roll chemistry with with Fred was better. Like you know he fumbled a lot of passes for Fred, but hey man, you can't have everything. So um, yeah, that was great. Um, Boucher came in, gave a lot of great activity, uh, two steals, a block, 16 minutes. Uh, you know chasing down loose balls, the offensive rebounds to start the game was really nice. It really set the tone for the energy. Uh, you know what's his name? Rondé or uh, Pascal Siakam? Uh, and Norman Powell were both on the bench, which is great. They both wore the same uh, <laughs> plum suit, which is pretty adorable. Both uh, just a plum suit with a black shirt underneath and a chain. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're going to this, some sort of theme party later tonight. It is New Year's Eve. Uh, funny enough, um, what's his name? Uh, Mc- um, you know, Jamal McGlure was also wearing that same thing. Uh, not the chain he had a, he had a tie on because he's an assistant coach. But also, I don't know, man. I think Jamal McGlure of all assistant coaches, would be the first one to wear a chain instead of a tie. That would be actually pretty badass. But, uh, yeah, he also had the same uh, purple suit on. But he's had that one on in the past. So I think it's just a coincidence there. Um, Marcus All was there, too. Uh, he actually went on the broadcast, gave like an extremely earnest broadcast, you know, like usually when people join the broadcast, or maybe I'm just thinking about Drake, but usually like when Drake joins the broadcast, for example, it's all jokes, you know, they're, they're laughing and they're making fun of players. It's, it's a great time. You know, they, they try to just like, you know, yuck it up. Well, <laughs> Mark was real serious about the whole thing, man. He was calling out coverages. He's calling out passes, you know, talking about giving up a good shot for a great shot. And I was like, wow, he's taking this so, so seriously. Um, and, you know, it was just a fun night all, all together, man. I mean, like, the Raptors, again, if you look back on this, and I, I tweeted it out and I wrote in the 10 things, but, you know, the way the Raptors started this decade, there were freaking nobodies. Like, I mean nobody. Nobody give a crap about the Raptors. They were signing Hito Turkoglu, and that was, like, the biggest signing in franchise history. Uh, and, and he was terrible, and he got traded immediately for Leandro Barbosa. But, uh... Yeah, there were not. There were nobodies, man. Look at that 2010-2011 season. They win twenty two games. The following season after that, twenty three games. I'm watching so I can see Pop's mental Bansu. Uh, you know, I'm cheering for uh, you know, I don't even know. Like just just trash, trash players. Like you know, just the most random guys who come through. David Anderson will show up. Pedro Stoyakovich was here for two games. Respect the guy. He has like a per of thirty seven as a raptor. Look it up. Um. You know, it was just bad, man. A lot of Jared Jack, a lot of praying for Ed Davis and and getting excited when he had a double-double and a 25-point loss. And I mean, they're basically what the Cavaliers are now. Um, you know, they started the first three seasons there, 22 wins, 23 wins. And then thirty four wins. If you tile it up, that's seventy nine wins in three seasons combined. No, never sniffed the playoffs. Jose Calderon gets traded. Ed Davis gets traded. They bring in Rudy Gay. He's a terrible fit. They bring in Kyle Lowry. At the time, he was you know real, 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 real thick, and like did not really have the same swagger as he would he did now. I mean, no idea that you know they were going to turn it around. And you go from those three seasons to this past year, this past calendar year, twenty nineteen. The Raptors have seventy wins. In the calendar year, just think about that. On 70 nights, uh, and there's what, 365 days of the year. 70 of those nights, so one-fifth, the Raptors were giving you entertainment in the form of a win. And sometimes in the form of a playoff win. Sometimes in the form of a Game 7 win. Um, You know, beating Milwaukee on the road. Here, sweeping Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I mean, low key I mean, sweeping the, the Magic as well, but definitely sweeping Milwaukee. That was hilarious. Uh, and then going on to win the the, the championship and everything like that. It's just been just an incredible, incredible turnaround for the Raptors in this past decade. And the two guys. I mean, there's lots of guys responsible for it. You know, um, you know, Dwayne Casey played a huge part in that. Demar Rosen played a huge part in that. J V played a huge part in that. Um, Serge Ibaka, all the guys in the championship team played a great job in that. Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam, the bench mob, everybody. Nick Nurse, obviously, you know, not even just before he was the actual head coach, even as an assistant, he was doing some damage. Remember when he revamped the, the team's offense and they won 59 games and Nick Nurse got all those uh, profiles? He was great, you know. Uh You know, a lot of people did a lot of things. But the two guys, you know, I mean, even the front office, um, you know, Dan Tolsman and the scouting staff, um, Bobby Webster being the general manager, um, but you know just just the the whole the whole team obviously gets a lot of credit and and who they, where they are now is great. But the, the two people that deserve the most credit, Kyle Lowry, and Masai Ujiri, the two of those guys. I mean, we just have to we're so 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 blessed to be in the golden age of the Raptors. Like this past decade has been incredible, um, and this past year has been insane. By far, the best year of Raptors franchise history. So. Um, I'm so happy that Kyle has been here through this whole process. I'm so happy that Messiah has been here through this whole process. It's made the team really fun to root for, not just because they win, not just because they're professional, but because of who they are as people. You know, like it just makes the team really fun to watch. You, you know Messiah is a man of of, of pure heart. Uh, and you know Kyle Lowry is just an incredible, incredible competitor. And he's willed them, not just in the last 70 wins in the last, last calendar year, but just for the last like seven years. So um, thankful for the Raptors. And in terms of the uh, the three stars from tonight's game, uh, first star, I'm giving that to Kyle Lowry, 24 points, eight assists, uh, only one turnover, 36 minutes, very efficient outing. Second star, I'm giving that to Terrence Davis, the rookie, 19 points, four rebounds and assists, completely atoning for that uh, OKC performance where he forgot to foul. Again, it wasn't his fault. I mean, there's sorry, it wasn't the game wasn't his fault. Uh, you know, the Raptors could have done a lot of other things to. Uh, to have the reverse that result there. But, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty terrible brain fart at the end. And Terrence, you know, atoned for it. He had 19 points. Great effort tonight. And then third star. He can go a lot of ways with it. But personally, I'm giving it to OG. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal. 30 minutes, 5-8 from the field, 2-3 from deep. Nice bounce back performance. Took the benching the right way. And if he keeps doing things like this, he'll be back in the starting lineup. So, uh, in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award... Uh, I guess I'll give that to Colin Sexton. 22 points. I, I love point guards that have stat lines like this, man. 22 points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. This is the this is a normal Powell-ass performance. Um, you know, ex- except, you know, come on. Norma's way better than Colin Sexton is right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 22 points. I mean, at least he got 22 points. That's, I don't know, man. It's hard to find good things to say about the Cavaliers. So that does it for the podcast. Um, before I sign off and uh, go celebrate New Year's Eve and things like that, uh, I, I want to say uh, a very, very sincere thank you to everybody who has supported, um, you know, just all the work that we do here at Yahoo Sports Canada. Uh, you know, it's 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 been, for me personally, the best year of my professional life. Um, you know, I, I started it at The Score and just working as a feature editor and that was an amazing job. Um, but when the opportunity came to cover the Raptors, especially in a year when, you know, they had, I don't know, one of the best players on the planet and could potentially go to the finals, uh, I, I had to jump on that chance. So I was very lucky that, uh, um, you know, Yahoo saw the vision, um, you know, Dan Tomen and Mac and guys like that. I mean, they, they really saw the potential here. They took a chance um, and they, they brought me on. And honestly, like, it it's been a phenomenal experience like if you just if i think about 2019 uh, a lot of it is work related and, and in a good way like in a really really good way like i got to travel for the first time um i got to uh go to the playoffs uh i was at every single playoff game for the uh raptors winning the championship i was you know i was there i was in the locker room when the raptors Won the title. I got champagne spirit on I me. Mean, I, got, I got, you know, corks and collectibles and bottles and towels and shit from the locker room that I'll never forget. And I'll keep it in a box with my uh, my credential. And, you know, I, I got to be on the cord and and, and 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 see the Raptors hoist a trophy. I got to see all the fans like, hours after the game. I'm talking real hours. Like, I, I, more than one hour after the game, uh, three full sections of Raptors fans in Oakland— um, singing O Canada, chanting CBC, just doing everything, and it's just an amazing scene. See some friends in that crowd. A couple of people pointing at me, you know, shouting me out, and that's like, just like, you know, I'm just I'm incredibly thankful. It's 2019 was an sensational year. The parade and everything like that, obviously, um, and and honestly, none of it, none of it would have been possible without uh, the people supporting the work. I, I, I am so eternally grateful for that. Um, you know, it's it's always been sort of a, a pipe dream to do something like this and cover the team. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of people that supported me just when I was running a Patreon because I was doing it on the side. Uh, and I'm so thankful to the people who did that. Um, and everyone who has listened or read an article or liked a tweet or, I don't know, watched Run It Back on YouTube, like, it's just, uh, it's been sensational. The Raptors fan base is definitely full of love. Uh, there's a lot of new people Uh, in in the fan base now, it's bigger than ever. Um, but it's still the same spirit, it's the same ethos. It's a very, very loving fan base, incredibly diverse fan base. Um, and uh, it's just a really welcoming place. And so, I'm I'm really, really, really thankful to everyone who has supported the show. And so, uh, for the last time in 2019, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for to KFC for sponsoring the show. And, uh, you know, have a safe New Year's Eve if you're somehow listening to this still in 2019. Uh, But otherwise, Happy New Year. And I'll be back to recap the Raptors heat game. Looking for some revenge there.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor. Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.